Mark, we're so excited for you to join us today on the Michigan's Best Podcast. Amy and I love to talk about all the natural beauty of the state, but also one thing I we don't really get into fishing a lot because, well, we're eating the fish, not catching them. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So Mark, tell us what your job is with the DNR to, to, to get started, because there's so many different things that the DNR does, and you have something that's pretty specific. Right, yeah. So I'm a fisheries management biologist. So that means I cover a specific area, and within that area, I manage all the lakes, rivers, streams in that area. So that means I work with, uh, well, I do a lot of fisheries survey work and that, that type of stuff to see what's going on with the fish. But I also work with a lot of lake associations, uh, watershed councils, local units of government on, uh, you know, on improving, protecting, and, uh, you know, maintaining the, the fisheries resources that we have. So how most people might interact, in a sense, with your work would be if they go out and you've stocked a lake with fish. Okay. That makes sense. So my son was out fishing yesterday um, and he caught a fish. I was really proud of him in a river. <laughs> so that might've been um, some of the work that, that your, your part of the DNR would be doing. Yeah, possibly. Uh, we stocked uh, rainbow trout and brown trout in a lot of rivers. So if it was one of those species, yeah, it could have been one that we stocked. It was like some weird catfish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not stocking the- No, I don't the, think so. <laughs> Well, Mark, I, I tell you what, one of the things that caught my attention, we had talked earlier in the year, because obviously we're in the search for Michigan's best inland lake right now. You oversee Silver Lake. And um, I was really intrigued by, Amy's giving a thumbs up because she has a, a close relationship with that lake. Um, because you, you had said to me in, in the email that you're going to stock or hope to stock this summer uh, 34,500 walleye fingerlings at some point. Uh, that's, that seems like a large number, but maybe it's not really. Well, at that point, they'll be about an inch and a half long. So, you know, there's going to be some mortality, you know, with, with that group. So, you know, but if we get, you know, a couple thousand of those to make it to adulthood, you know, and, and legal size, which is 15 inches, you know, that'll create a pretty good fishery in that lake, which it Silver Lake is, is a very, very good walleye fishery. The walleye that we've stocked in there over the past, you know, 25, 30 years have done really well. And uh, it's a it's a known uh, you know hotspot for walleye fishing for sure. Hmm. So forgive my ignorance, but um, why are we still stocking lakes with fish? If you if the DNR has been doing this for I mean decades now, why are the fish themselves not um, reproducing at the rate that we want them to? Sure. Uh, the problem with a lot of lakes uh, with with walleye, a lot of our inland lakes, including Silver Lake, is that it doesn't have the proper habitat for the walleye to be able to reproduce on their own. But if we stock them at a young age, it has you know, forage for them to eat, it has good habitat for them to grow up and survive, but it just doesn't have the spawning habitat that they would need to reproduce on their own. So that's why we supplement with stocking. Hmm. So we'll have to continue to, to stock our lakes uh, for the foreseeable future if we wanna keep fishing, correct? It, it, well, it depends on the species. If we want species like walleye, you know, walleye are very popular species. A lot of anglers like to catch walleye, including myself. And, uh, and so if we want walleye in a lot of our inland lakes, yes, we'll have to continue stocking those. Now, other popular species like bluegill, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, northern pike, 
those species we typically don't have to stock because most lakes have the proper habitat for their spawning, but walleye, not so much. Now, as I understand it, uh, Silver Lake has about 14 different species of, of fish. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. We surveyed it back in, I think it was 2019. I think that's what we found. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I looked at, you sent, sent us both a link to, uh, to, to the study or kind of what I don't know, I'm not sure what you call a report. Uh, yeah. And yep. last night I'm like, okay, well, I'm do a little research before I talk uh, to Mark. I said, uh, let me print this thing out. It's like 19 pages long and it's the whole history of Silver Lake. I didn't print it out, <laughs> but I was just amazed with the amount of research that you do as in the fisheries uh, program and the history of the DNR has, like Amy mentioned, decades long of, of, uh, of maintaining, of, of researching, keeping track of, of what fish, fish are coming and going and um, the amount of work that's put into this. Yeah, so uh, playing historian is definitely part of my job. Um, you know, we have extensive files on all of our waters, you know, that go back, you know, sometimes even back into the 1800s, but more likely into the early 1900s, um, you know, when the Michigan Department of Conservation was, you know, was established. Um, so we, you know, whenever I do anything on a, on a lake or a stream, I always want to look back and see what my predecessors did because I don't want to make the same mistakes, you know, that they made years ago, just because I didn't look and see, oh, they tried this and it didn't work. And, you know, so, um, and then, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of neat to see also what, you know, what happened in the past on the lake. And there's always, you know, you know, different issues that pop up and disputes perhaps, or, you know, really good fishing, you know, uh, times when fishing was really good or really poor, fish kills, you know, all, all that stuff plays in. And so whenever I write a report for the, you know, for public consumption, like the one that you read, um, I try to include all that stuff so that the people that live on the lake, you know, the lake association, the anglers that fish the lake, everybody that's interested in that lake will also, you know, have that information at their you know, availability too. Well, you mentioned a word there that I read in the report and actually put it in my notes here to ask you about and put quotes around it, fish kill. I, I'm not familiar with that term. What does that mean exactly? Well, basically, um, the fish kill is, uh, you know, uh, uh, an incident in which a number of fish die, okay? And, and you know, for whatever reason. Um, most fish kills are of natural origin. So uh, a lot of times we'll see uh, in the winter, uh, shallow lakes will run low on oxygen. And so you'll have fish die under the ice because they don't have enough oxygen. Sometimes in the summer, uh, especially when we have extensive heat, which tends to lower oxygen levels in water, we'll also have fish kills. Um, sometimes there are fish kills associated with chemical weed treatments. Um, you know, that it changes the water chemistry a little bit and fish will die. Um, you know, so there's those types of issues. Um, the one on Silver Lake that you probably read about was back in 2011. Um, there was a big, it, it, was, it was a fish kill, but it was limited to just common carp. Um, unfortunately, Silver Lake has a very big population of common carp. And there was a, a virus called the Koi herpes virus that somehow got in there. And it, it, it took out about 4,000, um, that was our estimate, about 4,000 carp. Um, you know, 
that one didn't really break our heart too much because, uh, you know, for a fisheries manager, you know, carp are an exotic species. They can do a lot of damage to a lake. You know, they're not our favorite species. Um, but, uh, but unfortunately, they're still in the lake. It didn't, it didn't get them all. It got some of them, but they've, you know, they've recovered since then. And we haven't had another die off since then. Bring back the herpes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. So, Mark, I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you a, a, a little bit later about what people should know about fishing um, this year, but how did you get involved with, with the DNR? What, what is your sure. background? So I grew up downstate. I grew up in Sterling Heights in, uh, in the middle of suburbia. And uh, there, it, it was tough, you know, as a kid, I, I, I've always loved to fish. And, uh, you know, of course, as a kid, I didn't really have, you know, in Sterling Heights, there's not a lot of water. If you, now, if you can get to Lake St. Clair, there's, you know, that's, you know, fantastic fishing, but it, it was tough as a kid, um, you know, for me to find time to fish. But fishing was one of the things that I did with my family, my grandpa, um, you know, my aunts and uncles, my dad, my brother. And so um, when it came time to start thinking about careers, you know, I, I, you know, I knew how important fishing was uh, to my family. It's, it was one of the things that kept us bonded as a family. And so I guess I wanted to do my part to, you know, to, to, to maintain our fisheries and maybe even improve our fisheries for other families, you know, on down the line. Um, the other thing is I knew how special, even at an early age, I knew how special Michigan was for fishing. I mean, Michigan is literally, um, you know, arguably, of course, but probably the best state in the lower 48 for, for fishing. I mean, the, the, the variety and, and types of fishing that we have is unrivaled from you know warm water species to cold water species to essentially deep sea fishing on Lake Michigan for species like salmon and lake trout and we have trout streams and we have walleye and, and muskies and bass and you know you name it so so I just I knew that you know so those were my career goals I wanted to become a fisheries biologist and I wanted to you know I wanted to stay in Michigan that was a goal and I you know unfortunately I've been able to do that and I pretty much uh, had my, you know, my dream job for most of my career. That's, that's amazing and awesome. And we thank you for what you're doing for our Michigan uh, inland lakes, our great lakes and our rivers and streams. It's, it's such an important thing because so many people enjoy it so much. So Mark, tell us a couple things people should know about fishing um, this year in Michigan that maybe some rules they should follow, maybe about licensing, getting their licenses, anything you want to tell us. Uh, yeah, so obviously to fish in Michigan, you do have a license. Um, it's it's very easy to get one. Um, you know, you can go to a you know retailer like a you know a bait shop or Meyer or Walmart, or you can go the easier way. The way I do it is just to go online and do it that way. Um, and then um, what I do is I print it out and uh, and just fold it up and put it in my you know put it in my wallet. So. Um, you can also, if you shrink it down on a copy machine and laminate it, you know, that's another way to have it. Um, you know, a lot of people keep it on their phone too. I think our officers prefer that hard copy, you know, if you, you know, if you don't mind, you know, keeping that hard copy on you. Um, so yeah, so you got to have a fishing license. Um, you know, there's the, uh, you know, we have the regulations guide, which, you know, you, you can get when you purchase your license. It's the, you know, the regulations book which I happen to have a copy of. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, and, and that this information is also available online. 
Um, if, you know, if you don't have the book or you don't have it, you know, you're out fishing and you don't have it, you can hop right on your phone and, you know, go to Michigan DNR and you can find all the regulations, you know, right on your phone or right online too. So, and that would include like how big a fish needs to be for you to keep it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. All that stuff is available online. Mark, what about uh, free fishing weekend? It seems like it's always around Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not not Memorial Weekend. Uh, wait, no, it's a, I think it's a, like the twelfth and thirteenth. Okay, something, something of like June. That. Um, yeah, it's it's coming up. But yeah. anyways, yeah. So free fishing is a is a is a weekend. Free fishing weekend is a time where uh, you do not need a fishing license to uh, you know to go fishing. So if it's you know we if there's a you know someone who isn't sure that they want to make that investment, you know, not that a fishing license is really expensive. I think it's 26 bucks and that allows you to fish for any, any species in Michigan. But, you know, if you don't, you know, that may be hard for some people. So, um, you know, we wanted to provide a, a, a time for basically anyone to fish, whether they have a license or not, you still have to follow state fishing laws. So keep that in mind, but you can fish that whole weekend without a license. That's a great offering from the Michigan DNR. We love that. So Mark, again, where can people get all the information from the DNR about fishing in Michigan? Uh, yeah, I would just go to our website, <clears throat> michigan.gov slash DNR. That's that perfect. Would, that's, a, that, that's a great place to start. And then, and then if, you, if you need more, um, you know, one of the parts of my job, you know, for the area that I cover, I spend a lot of time on the phone with anglers. You know, with people that, you know, have questions about fishing, they want to know where to go, how to fish, you know, how to keep, you know, where we're stocking fish. And uh, that really, that's a part of my job that I really enjoy. I like talking to people. I like talking fish with people. And, uh, you know, there's nothing more rewarding than getting a return call or email where somebody says, hey, I went to that spot you sent me to and I caught a bunch of fish and we had a great time. So, um, so yeah, so you know, if you get to the point where you need more information, you know, there are ways to contact us. Um, in the back of the book, um, on that page, it, there's, it, it, it shows you where all the, the uh, offices are around the state. And it may, it, it may take you a little bit to get to a fisheries biologist, but, but be patient and, uh, we, you know, we'll always get back with you. And we'll, you know, we'll get you, we'll get you the info you need. Well, I'll have my son Rowan call you this week about fishing on Silver Lake. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much for joining us on our Michigan's Best podcast. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> if you want to get more information, head to MLive.com.